Today we have a special guest who's the president of YCP San Diego, and he's got an amazing event coming up on February 21st. Mark that in your calendar for all of you who love business because the spokesperson of the event is the former CEO of Clorox Company, and also he's the C was the CEO of Coca-Cola North America. So you can only imagine how much experience he has and insight that he will provide to all of us. The event is for free, so that's obviously a plus. It's being held at University of San Diego, but I'll let the president of YCP explain this for the San Diego chapter, and YCP stands for Young Catholics Professionals. Three balls, two strikes, pressure is on. This is where we discuss real estate, property improvement, and business. Together, we'll strategize on how to win. Welcome to the Full Count. Okay, John, welcome to the Full Count channel. I'm glad to have you on today, uh, you being the president of YCP and the amazing event that's coming up on February 21st. If you can kind of give a little background about yourself and YCP and what this event's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Andrew. Um, as Andrew mentioned, my name is John McGonigal and I am the current president of the San Diego chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Um, Andrew mentioned our event on February 21st. We are having an executive speaker series mm -hmm. featuring Donald Canoss, who's the former CEO of Clorox nice. and chief operating officer at Coca-Cola North America. Those are some heavy rules right there. Yeah, that's just a few of the positions that he's held. So it's okay. uh, it's definitely, we're very excited to have him come and yeah, speak he's, to He's gonna give a lecture. What exactly will that event really, uh, you know, what, what, what type of topics will he cover there? Specifically leadership in the workplace okay um and then just based on the phone conversation that i had with him a oh, couple you spoke weeks to him? ago yeah i was able to speak with him on the phone what i had to you? go through like four different people to, right. to get him on on the ringer but yeah. <laughs> i think the secret service might have been in there so <laughs> i mean because he's on the in terms of like the lateral position of um, business people in the united states he's on a he's on the higher echelon considering he's held these high roles i mean it's not like he had, he's been in charge of a small company this is a large based company so he's got yeah, a ton of experience absolutely when you, when you have uh 50 million dollars to uh donate to a college i, I think that is that what he did at where the event's taking place? Yeah, so uh, Donald is actually on the board of trustees here at the University of San Diego. Okay. Um, and the School of Business, which is where the talk, will, the executive speaker series will be happening, is actually called the Canoss School of Business. Okay, named um, them after him. Yeah, so he's the chairman of the board of trustees at USD. Okay. And um, he's v a very influential person. Yeah, that. I mean, not only that institution, but you know several others. For sure. So this is a free event on February 21st that everyone should go to if you're interested in business, faith-based as well. Um, yeah, and, and how to intermarry those two. Right. Also, right. so you know, it's um the event is open for everybody. Yes, our our organization is based on faith. Um, however the it's open to a diverse group of young 20 and 30 year olds okay. um, that are either looking to you know grow in their professional lives grow in their spiritual lives grow in their personal lives uh or some combination of all three yeah so this is really a great opportunity to pick the brain of a business titan where you don't have to be going to as a student at university of san diego but we actually have the opportunity to see him, speak to him, 
and ask him some questions. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing that Donald mentioned uh, when I spoke with him on the phone was that uh, basically he wants it to be more of an interactive mm -hmm. uh, discussion okay. rather mm -hmm. rather than him speak at us. Yeah. Um, so he said he's planning to bring a, a PowerPoint presentation. Um, and then, you know, the venue that it's in, it's called the Nexus Theater. Um, and it's like a basically a larger meeting room that seats about 80 to 100 people. Oh, cool. um, and, you know, just as he's going through, you know, what examples of good leaders to him have been. Right. Um, and then like, you know, specific practical scenarios that he has faced um, where he's had to implement that leadership. Right. In his own life, uh, you know, he'll be welcoming questions from the general audience. And, uh, you know, so it should be pretty good. More like a college lecture than an actual auditorium level speech. Very cool. So can you break up the um, the situation with how the event takes place? I think part of it's free, right? From 7, what, 7.15 and all? Yeah, absolutely. So let me uh, run through the schedule just for anybody that's interested in coming. Um, so we are going to have a uh, member, a members-only meet and greet from 6.30 to 7. Members-only um, being YCP members? Yes, okay. so YCP members. Uh, there is a membership program that you can see on our website. Nice. Um, which Andrea, I think you put it in the description. I will put it in the description of the website so that if you're interested in becoming part of YCP, which we will be explaining shortly of the organization itself, you can click on that and then sign up and have access to the, the, what do you, what'd you call it? The networking event prior to the actual. Yep. Speaking yeah. Event. So it'll be a, it'll be a private meet and greet. Uh, and you'll also get first dibs on food if you come oh, at six 30. So, uh, okay. so we'll have a private meet and greet with Donald starting at six 30. Um, the event will be open to the general public starting at seven. Um, and nice. then Donald will be starting his uh, talk around 715. Okay. And then everybody is invited to. So February 21st is actually fat Tuesday. Um, I never heard so, of that before. I've heard of Taco Tuesday, but so Fat Tuesday is the you've never heard of Fat no, Tuesday no. before? No. Okay. No, so I'm so, maybe I've been living under a rock. I have no idea. Yeah. So Fat Tuesday is uh -huh. the day before Lent starts. Um, oh, okay. That's, okay. So and that's what Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the other I see. major term. So yes. yeah, and, and it's called Fat Tuesday. I actually learned this yesterday. <laughs> okay. I was looking up some stuff. It's <laughs> called Fat funny. Tuesday. It's because. Uh, Typically, like most Christians or Catholics uh, use Lent as a time of fasting, uh, and that includes food, obviously. Right. So, like, right. it's traditionally the traditional Fat Tuesday meal is like pancakes, bacon, sausage, like very fatty foods, right? So, so that's where Mardi Gras or, or the Tuesday before Lent gets the name Fat Tuesday from. Now it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So after the event, though. So after the Donald, event with Donald, uh, we'll be moving over to Offshore Tavern uh, in Bay Park. And we'll have part of the patio for additional networking um, and grab a drink and kind of just, That's you know. It's fun. Yeah. Members Do, only or? No. So that is open to the public. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Now let's go back into uh, Donald because I think that's a very, um, I think that's spectacular that even that YCP San Diego had the opportunity to be able to have him speak for our members and, you know, open to the public, but more particularly uh, joined with our organization. So um, he's accomplished so much in his life being in the business world and the corporate world. 
And he's also, I think you mentioned he's a, he was a Marine or he, yeah, he was a Marine in the past. He still is a Marine. Yeah. So but, he's, he, he was an artillery officer in the Marine Corps, uh, in the seventies. Nice. Um, and basically from there, that's where he got his leg in the door in the business sector and went from there. And, uh, you know, some other really cool things, especially applicable to this channel are yeah, baseball. Are, yeah. So, so Donald is a big baseball guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, he, Actually, I talked to him. He had uh, his hands in the renaming of the Houston Astros ballpark to Minute Maid Park. No way. Um, he was actually the president of Minute Maid at the time. So, oh, so that's how he did it. Yeah. So I, I guess you get to name your own baseball team when you're the president yeah. of Minute Maid Park. For the stadium, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, uh, he also had – he was also like a very key uh, player in keeping the Oakland Athletics in Oakland. So – I'm planning to ask him when when I see him if he knows Billy Bean because I'm a huge yeah. Moneyball guy. That movie's and, amazing. Uh, Brad Pitt played Billy Bean in it. Yeah, yeah. So being a baseball guy, and then also I'm a little bit of a math nerd. I'm yeah. a little bit, a, a, a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bit of math nerd. Yeah. You know, I I love Moneyball. Actually, that for a long time that was like my dream job was to like, analytics. Yeah, be baseball? a be a uh, statistician for oh, a goodness, major league baseball team. That would be a that would be a quite of a good. Um, industry to be in, I think. Yeah. Cause I love stats too. I implement that in my workplace in real estate. So that's, that's key right there. That's a, that's a common factor that I actually find amongst fans of baseball as we all like tend to be stats nerds. Yeah. Like uh-huh. we all want to see the data versus like in football, you don't look at like, no. Oh, how many tackles did that guy have during the game? Like oh, if you're in fantasy football, but yeah. Yeah. If you're in fantasy football, obviously right, right. you're more interested yeah, yeah, in yeah. that. So, but no, you, you have a good point there. Okay. So he's, he's really well-rounded then in terms of not just business, but also sort of the military baseball. Yeah. He's uh him and his wife both have a foundation um, where they provide, um, and I can't think of the exact thing off my head, but they provide educational opportunities to uh, several different people out there. I think he's like very involved in, uh, you know, the cause of helping veterans transition from the military back into society, mm-hmm. which I know can be a very rough thing to right. do. So, okay, very good. Yeah. And he's also, is he Catholic or no? He is Catholic. Okay. Yep. Sweet. So, so makes sense why he uh, partnered up with YCP on this. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're lucky enough that uh, a former YCP president, who's a close friend of mine, um, just happened to know someone that knew Donald, mm-hmm. uh, and so through her, I was able to you know convince Donald to come out to San Diego um, to know. do this. Yeah, I don't think it's too hard to do that in the winter. So you know, yeah, because maybe he was already here, but I I think it's a I think it's a rather uh, great way of. Um, you know, running YCP and getting people involved and wanting to participate in these events by having these heavy hitters, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, um, you know, the president that I was talking about was the president when I started to come to YCP events and has become a close friend of mine. Right. Um, so just seeing that the, the, I guess, the six degrees of separation there, yeah. um, you know, that really shows at the level of opportunity that the community, that YCP provides um offers to anybody that's interested so okay. um i want to ask you if you can kind of um provide a good explanation of what ycp is and um things like that but first if you can kind of go over your career background because i imagine i i mean the audience doesn't know yet but your background and what you do 
entails a lot of time into your industry and I don't even see how you could find time for yourself. <laughs> so if you can kind of go into that. Yeah. So, um, my background's in aerospace engineering and currently I am a project engineer, uh, with the Navy. I directly support Marine Corps programs. Um, and specifically I'm kind of like the project manager in charge okay. of shoulder fired rockets. So if you've ever played call of duty, uh, you shot a small rocket or an RPG, um, uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I work with on a day-to-day basis right now. So that's sweet. Um, it's been a really, really rewarding experience just from a professional level to work with the Marine Corps. I've gotten experience in, you know, testing radars, uh, and looking at data from radars. Uh, I've gotten experience testing vehicles and now most recently shoulder fired rockets. That so, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. But it's a lot of math. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of math that's involved with it. So I don't directly do the math. Actually, I just look at what the result is. Um, but I do, I am lucky enough that a couple times a year we get to go out there and shoot two no or 300 way. rockets at a massive steel plate in the middle of nowhere that's cool. make it go boom. So yeah, make it go boom. Yeah. Do you have to get a, a particular type of degree to be able to do this? Yeah. So I am an aerospace engineer. I got my degree at the university of Florida. And then uh, immediately after college, actually, I was looking for jobs on the East Coast and I randomly got a phone call and uh, they were like, hey, you want to move to San Diego and test weapons? And I was like, why not? Do yeah. I want to move to Best San Diego ever. and test weapons? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So how, how did you find yourself uh, coming across YCP considering all the stuff you're doing? Yeah. So um Again, I just mentioned that I moved here from Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really know anybody when I moved out here. Um, and when I moved out, you know, I didn't know anybody. I was in a brand new place. I didn't know where things were. My faith life like really started to suffer because I of see. that. Um, so, you know, I grew up Catholic and, you know, my parents took me to church every week. I was, you know, part of the youth groups, all that stuff. And then kind of, you know, life just got busy. I went to college, like had my mind on other things. And essentially what ended up happening was, you know, here I was sitting no longer practicing Catholic. You know, I still prayed. I still believed in God, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but I found myself lonely. And so luckily I met a friend and that friend invited me to go to this YCP thing. And I was like, YCP, like, yeah, I don't know about that. But then they're like, oh, hey, it's at Ballast Point and they're going to give you a free beer too. Why not? And yeah. I was like, I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> That's how they hooked you. <laughs> yeah. In. So I, I was shocked because, you know, my expectations were not the highest. Um, and I was shocked to just walk into a room of, you know, a hundred other people that were my age um that all seemed on fire for their faith right um and so i the shock number one was excitement and number two it was also like a dude you're so far behind like you got you you got to come back to the faith now i uh, see now do you have to be i mean you of course weren't at the time that you went to the first event at ballast point but do you feel like to be part of ycp you really have to be heavily involved in the church or do they no, accept anyone? Absolutely not. So like, uh, you know, anybody is welcome at a YCP event. Uh, I look at YCP 
as an open door mm-hmm. into the faith. Uh, and YCP is kind of the conduit that, you know, for people at all different levels of their faith. So, That's awesome. you know, when I walked into YCP, I believed in God and I, I had a strong personal faith, but I didn't have a community. Uh, YCP helped me find a home parish, uh, helped me meet a group of friends. It helped me meet, uh, you know, business contacts that I have right. uh, to this day. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all the networking that takes place there. Is and great. really, I think it helped me too. grow into the person that I am today, um, which is why I decided to take on the role of president, because I really want to, you know, provide that opportunity mm-hmm. for others, because I know that, you know, without YCP and the wonderful people that I've met through YCP, I would not be the man that I am today. Excellent. Professionally and personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's a major leap that you took. But at the same time, I feel like everyone at uh, YCP San Diego, in more particular, since I've been to that one and Orange County as well, um, everyone's really accepting and, and cool. I mean, it's not like it's not like when I when I first went to one of the events, I was I was I had a different perspective on what it might be i thought everyone was going to be like honestly everyone's going to have a bible and they're going to be talking and talking about jesus not that that's bad of course but i thought that's what it it was simply that but it's further from that i mean they involve prayer they involve the church and things like that but it's really a young professionals to really network and be with people that are like-minded and and have fun is what it is yeah absolutely learn learn in the business structure yeah, I mean, for me, and I think that you could probably speak to this, it's it's really hard to quantify uh, or provide that stat of black and white of how can I implement my faith mm-hmm. into work. Mm-hmm. Um, and going and listen to, listening to seasoned professionals, um, you know, executives from around the area about their experiences, um, and then even getting challenges from them uh, to the audience. Like one time... Uh, we were challenged by a speaker to, you know, really hammer in and work on one of the cardinal virtues um, within our personal lives Mm -hmm. and how can we implement that into work. Uh, And so, you know, having that like foresight, I guess, that I don't necessarily have as a young professional, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, really, really has been advantageous. So um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, how'd you get involved with YCP, Andrew? Um, so I didn't even know it existed, um, but I was fortunate enough to um, come across it because of a, a priest I met in Rome. So I went to the Vatican in August of last year with my fiance. She covered a story for um, the, uh, one of the uh, bishops becoming cardinal, or is it the other way around? uh yeah bishops yeah right but yeah he became a cardinal here in san diego see i'm still learning (laughs) so he became a a cardinal so she covered that story at the vatican and then i met two priests that were really really cool i got along with them and they told me have you heard of ycp i'm like no what is that and they explained it to me i was like oh that sounds like a lot of fun and uh, I decided to become a part of it because I've always been Catholic. I grew up Catholic, but, you know, as time went, went by and I got older and 
into my career. I kind of left that behind in a way, still prayed, but didn't go to church much. And that's how I came across it. And I also feel that it's more important today than than in many times in a way because of how society is going away from God per se. Yeah. So like this country is Judeo-Christian over all the principles and values, but I feel like we're going away from that. So I kind of wanted to see what I can do to do my part in society to swing it back the other way. Absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, you touched on a major issue with, you know, society becoming secular, yeah. more secular by the day, essentially. Right. Um, and I think that the primary issue in that you identified, and I also identified through my story, is that there is a, a stopgap in the church mm. between like, hey, we're in high school and we're in youth group. To like hey now i'm like 40 and have kids right and yeah. it's like hey um <laughs> what what happens in between there? there's like a there's a lot of growing that happens as people right yeah. but like you know if you have that guidance to to really kind of you know at least be like yeah i still go to church every day so through ycp i meet tons of people that are 24 25 right um that are still very faithful and things like that and i just sit there and i think to myself like man like this person is like 10 years ahead of where i right. am in maturity wise but uh, i think that ycp and other programs like ycp really provide that like kind of structure structure for people to stay with the church mm -hmm. throughout all of that you know which i think you know as we continue to grow and mm -hmm. grow a big issue within the Catholic Church is age, because um, you go to a lot of churches and the average age is like seventy-four. Myrtle, Grandma Myrtle. Oh, you're talking about the age of the parishioners. Yeah. Okay. You know, it. so yeah. through organizations like YCP and other young adult organizations, I'm pretty heavily involved with Catholic sports here in San Diego. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't even know that they had that. Yeah, so we have a there's sports leagues here in San Diego for Catholics, you know, through things like that. Um, and also there's like a lot of really good Christian churches that have a very solid foundation of things right. that they provide for young people too, which are also awesome to go to. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, through that, I think that that's how we continue to build the faith. And if we can have more people um, like Donald, come speak to us and be like, Hey, guess what? These are the mistakes that I made in life. And so like, here's how to avoid them or like, Hey, this is, you know, these were the examples that I had of the mm -hmm. leaders. Here's where I think an issue is, you know, I would like your generation to implement this. You know, we grow a stronger foundation of Christian and Catholic men and women mm -hmm. or, or just, you know, a stronger foundation of men and women in general, right. You know, that are really going to push us, to up our game and improve as a society. 100%. And these seasoned professionals that are out here giving a lot of YCP members that wisdom that we need to thrive in our careers and our personal and spiritual life, um, do you, these events take place on a quarterly basis at YCP or how's that? What's the structure with that? So here in San Diego, mm -hmm. uh, we offer monthly events. Uh, and we're actually looking into potentially having more than one event per month, just like informal happy hours. Okay. A group goes to trivia on a Wednesday night yeah. or something like that. Um, 
but yeah, we have officially we have monthly events. Uh, there's the executive speaker series, which is I like that a lot. Donald come yep. speak at that. Um, before we've had you know the chief of medicine at various hospitals in the area. We've had you know senior partners at their law firms. Uh, we've had people that are you know the CEOs of engineering organizations that they founded, so they're engineers right. uh, by trade. So there's a lot of uh, mentorship involved yeah. throughout this, even within amongst the members, right? Yeah, absolutely. Even amongst members. That's great. That's like I good. said, the the gap is, you know, from essentially fresh out of college to 40, and, you know, yeah. and loosely 40. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. If you're over 40, you still come, please. That's, yeah, that, that's uh, why it's tailored specifically to 20 and 30-year-old professionals. Yeah. Okay. And through that, even within that population, you know, it's very easy for me to go and have, you know, if, if there's somebody that comes up to me, that's 23 or 24 and looking for some guidance, like I can even provide that. And, right. And I can look at people that, you know, are these professionals, we have a mentorship database actually nationally. Um, so you can go search by career field or what someone's oh, position cool. is. Uh, really? And you can like reach out to people. You could reach out to somebody. If you're an investment banker, you can reach out to somebody in New York city. That's like, in charge of a hedge fund at Merrill Lynch and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, let's have some virtual coffee someday. So Um, that takes place in the system of YCP. So that's, yeah, that's part of what the membership provides. Okay. So it's not just happy hour and these executive uh, speaker series, which is obviously amazing. And the whole, um, you know, being around like-minded people, but it's also the actual one-on-one mentorship that takes place. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. So, uh, and then everyone should get a membership. If you're listening, you should definitely go to YCP uh, San Diego, which we'll put on the link, uh, visit that and become a member. I think that's a major plus right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Aside from that, uh, we're looking at implementing this year, like I said, more smaller, informal, Mm -hmm. happy hours, um, things like that, Um, which happy, happy hours are part of our quarterly main events is we have large happy hours. Like uh, I mentioned, I went to one at Ballast Point. Yeah. Um, we've had them at Ale Smith before, local breweries from the area um, where you can just go after work, have a couple appetizers. That's, that's yeah, exchange information with some people. Like for you, you're a real estate agent. Yeah. I imagine that's like prime for the picking. It is, it is definitely something that will come into fruition as I continue being part of this and going to these um, amazing events. It's really quite enjoyable. To be honest, yeah, I, I, like I said, just the energy. The energy is great, is. and it just comes up in conversation uh, about what we do for a living, right? And then these friendships build, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, before we wrap up, I want to ask you because you're on full count, um, your full count moment. Yeah, so um, you said you were an umpire, right? Before, yeah, I've been an umpire, uh, which actually, um, I received some encouragement when I was in college to, you know, how they have like the minor league system. Right. So they have a school umpire school and they have uh, a minor league system similarly for the umpires. I had no idea about that. Uh, and I was actually encouraged by some people to go to two years of umpire school. No way. To be- you did that? No, I didn't oh. do that. I didn't do it because I was an aerospace engineering major at the time. And I'm like, well, I've spent four years doing engineering school why would i like go and potentially get scott uh stuck in like double a or something like right that? but yeah i love baseball 
always been a big baseball fan. Um, and umpiring baseball is truly a unique experience. If you ever have the opportunity, I highly suggest going and becoming an official of any sport. It teaches you so many transferable skills to life that it is, it's just amazing. Patience and pressure is all of it. Patience, pressure, conflict management. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so did you have any uh, full count moments there? Like, uh, and when I ask you a full count in terms of like pressure moments where you had a problem and you succeeded, or maybe you didn't succeed, but you learned from it, from the mistake, whether it's in career, whether currently being an umpire at the time you did that for a little bit, or even being a president of YCP San Diego. Yeah. So, um, I'll get to the YC, the president thing in a, in a minute, yeah. but I would say in my career, uh, part of what I do is um, if there is an ammunition malfunction, uh, essentially we're tasked with investigating was the ammunition or the weapon the cause of the malfunction. Mm. So like, so say somebody gets hurt, right? Um, you know, we are part of the response team that goes in and looks like, at, you know, the evidence of, from the weapon and the ammo perspective to see if it has affected that. So a couple years ago, as um, a, like an investigator, yeah. kind of you take that role for that moment. Yeah. Okay. So a couple years ago, there was a, uh, small is a system where the rock, there's a rocket container and mm -hmm. the rockets in the container. You take it and you kind of like screwed in the launcher and you put the launcher on your shoulder, you fire it. Okay. Well, so there was a rocket container that blew up on a Marine's shoulder. Oh, shoot. Um, and so luckily it was a practice rocket, so it was training, so there wasn't a live warhead in it. Oh, um, good. But there was still propellant and things like that. So yeah. the Marine ended up getting hurt, um, you know, but essentially I was contacted as and told, hey, like, guess what? And I, I was like 28 at the time. And it was like, hey, like this thing happened and you're the lead technical person on this investigation and so that was a little that's, overwhelming yeah that sounds like um, a big uh, shoes to fill to solve that yeah especially since like a, uh the way things work that was like kind of eliminated a training capability for the marines which is gonna uh inhibit you know their capability in the field mm. ultimately okay um so there is a lot of pressure in that scenario so how did you overcome that pressure at that young age and obviously that being a major problem on your shoulders that you had to solve yeah so uh actually my faith life weighed heavily into it so i knew i knew i was gonna have to grind right like yeah. uh, uh, there were many nights where i was in the office until midnight 1 a.m right. like just searching through stuff but you know uh I prayed a lot about it and no way. Know, I, I asked for God's guidance um, and helping me to solve this issue mm -hmm. and essentially prevent it from happening again. Um, so the unfortunate side effect of that was that we ended up developing a test uh, to look at four key areas that I was pretty sure one of those four areas was causing the issue. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, during the test, we were unable to really determine if any of those four issues singularly caused an issue. Mm -hmm. um, but based on the identified issues, we were able to implement engineering changes into like the specs 
um, and how they're designed for the future to prevent that from ever happening again. Um, Got it. So that's how you kind of, that's, that's how you solved it then, but you weren't able to find out the specific reason. Why no. So we weren't able to like really get a red herring, right. I'm like, right. Oh, Hey, the, the weapon or the ammo did cause this. Right. Um, so essentially what ended up happening is then after we did those four specific tests, we went in and we just functionally tested a bunch of them. And we did not ex just to see if we were going to see the failure again. Even. And you didn't. And we didn't. That's good. So then at that point where, you know, we were confident enough to tell the Marine Corps, hey, these are safe to use. Right. Right. Okay. So. Well, I mean, that sounds like a lot of time went into it then. So you're saying prayer helped you overcome prayer helped this. me manage the stress because like that's obviously my, that my, was yeah. like a massively stressful right. situation you're right um, because if your head's not on straight and you're not thinking clearly you wouldn't have came to the conclusion of how to solve it yes right okay yeah and um i would say other than that uh even utilizing tools because part part of that process is interviewing people so even utilizing transferable skills, that's, oh, okay. a, that's a big thing that I love to use is like throughout your life, you develop a set of transferable skills where you can, you know, apply them anywhere. Right. Um, you know, I was able to, with my team, obviously, we were able to kind of like develop a mindset where, you know, we knew that we wanted um, to really look at specific detail mm -hmm. and go as deep as you possibly can okay uh to try to identify the problem and through that we're actually we're able to improve the process for the future excellent so uh, so prayer works yeah hopefully that makes sense <laughs> no no that makes sense it makes sense it's, it basically it just came down to doing what you do as a project manager but having your head on straight yeah praying exactly so yeah, just, just, you know, praying, putting my faith in God, um, working out I, I recommend working oh, out God, and yeah, physical helps. fitness to anybody that's stressed out. Right. Um, well, good. Um, any last, uh, words you want to say about YCP or the event or anything like that? February 21st at the university of San Diego, Noss school of business. Uh, at the Nexus Theater, the event starts at 7 to the public. And if you're interested in joining as a member, there's a private meet and greet with Donald Kunas, the former CEO of Clorox and CEO of Coca-Cola North America yep. at 6.30. And uh, I know Andrew's going to be there, so I hope to see you guys there too. Yes, I will definitely be there. I'm excited to see you all. Hope uh, as many people can join. I will have, again, the website in the description so you can click on that and see more information. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for having me, Andrew. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like what you're doing here. Thank you. Yeah.